So, good morning everyone and welcome to our next podcast in the R051 series. So we're looking at the exam series, the exam portion of the Cambridge National Sports Studies course. Um, last time I, I recorded one of these that was on the barriers to participation. So, as promised, here's the next part which is some of the solutions. Now, once we've talked about some of the, the barriers, it's quite in some cases it's quite easy to to look at how things can be solved and you probably look at things yourselves when you're looking at um, a football team or a rugby team or a gym or a swimming pool or um, any different kind of uh, team or provision in a local area and you think well why have we not got one of those why are there not more um, top level athletes coming out to St Helens why are there not more uh, Olympic high divers coming out to St Helens why have we not got a uh, De La Salle uh, water polo team why have we not got um, a St Helens basketball team well it all comes down to three things really and, and it's up to when later on in the series when we talk about um, national governing bodies and um, the uh, popularity of sport we we talk about what these national governing bodies or what sports themselves are doing in local areas or in local key areas to try and grow a sport well Obviously, in St. Helens, rugby league, rugby union have always been the, the kind of the biggest draws. Uh, so obviously, that's where a lot of the funding um, and that's where a lot of the kind of the heads are turned towards. If everything was kind of the same, if all all sport got the same money, would that be any different? Well, again, that that's another recording for another time. But what we're looking at then today is uh, the way we we solve some of the barriers to participation. So we talked about some of the user groups. We talked about the OAPs, we talked about the youth, we talked about working families, we talked about the disabled and all the kind of the uh, barriers that these people have in front of them to participate in sport, whether it be physical, whether it be social, whether it be financial and again national governing bodies um, and sports councils do need to be doing as much as they can. Uh, to get these people engaged in sport, more people engaged in sport is going to mean uh, a healthier country. It's going to be uh, both physically and mentally healthier country. Uh, so you could actually argue some of these national governing bodies and sports councils have got uh, a lot to do. Um, also, first one that I'm doing, recording with a new microphone rather than just recording it off my uh, phone. So do let me know in the comments if it's uh, a little bit better sound quality. So let's dive straight in. The way we can uh, solve some of the barriers of participation, um, we've got three things. We look at promotion, we look at provision, and we look at access. So if we go with promotion first, what we've got to understand is promote what promotion actually means. Well, it's publicizing. It's publicizing an event, it's publicizing a sport, a venue, anything that can solve one of these barriers, uh, it's publicizing it to increase awareness. So that could be um, use of better role models to encourage participation. And it could also be initiatives aimed at promoting participation and inclusion. For example, something like free swimming for under 16s and over 60s. Again, they're two of our key user groups. I know for a long time there was a, a scheme in uh, the Northwest and in Merseyside, which you could sign up to and uh, you got a little card and it meant that you could go and swim for nothing, uh, which is awesome. It means uh, more people are going to participate in that. And again, that's a, a key demographic. It's a key user group of the under 16s, getting them more motivated 
and participating in sport. The best thing to look at, I think, when we're talking about promotion is targeted promotion and suitability of promotion. Most of us at your age and including up to my age, we we do all have social media. And social media is, I would say, the the best way uh, because of kind of algorithms um, on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and things like that. These kind of social media sites and these um, national governing bodies get to know what things that you're interested in. Um, this is when you kind of sign up for things and you tick that little box and you, you're not really sure what you're ticking about and it's about sharing your information. From our point of view, it's, it's really, really beneficial because what you could look at then if you were working for one of these national governing bodies is how you would solve um, a gap. Let's say if there's no under 16s participating in your sport, you could use targeted social media. You could use social media to um, drive up, to drive forward uh, the promotion of a campaign, um, a, a brand new campaign or an ongoing campaign. I don't know if there's any in like basketball or hockey or things like that, but like a get into or a step into sport would be ideal. Equally, making sure that targeted promotions suitable for each user group. For example, there's no point really using um, social media for uh, maybe under 12s if you're if you're trying to get more people into a uh, under 12s uh, club, uh, let's say a football or a rugby team or a netball team, because really at that age they shouldn't be having social media. I mean that's a completely other conversation, and I'm sure people disagree with me on that, but. Um, targeted promotion there should be aimed at their parents equally you could go on the other side of that and you could say um, some of the over 60s or the OAPs absolutely no point uh, using social media for over 60s because in the main a lot of people at that age won't have social media or won't be as active as you are or I am on social media so the best place to be doing that you could say in social clubs maybe in pubs maybe at the supermarkets, maybe uh, in the newspaper, uh, even daft things like putting it on lampposts and things like that, putting it where people are likely to see it. Um, because equally, the fact that you're getting more people to see it is gonna mean the potential of more people doing it. It's really, it's giving your team, your club, your initiative, as much exposure as you can. Okay, so next one we're gonna look at is provision. Provision, what we're looking at is things like facilities, equipment, coaches. What we're trying to do is provide or supply something for use. Equally, provision might be looking at things like providing appropriate activity options for the demand of a specific people. For example, different age groups want different things. Absolutely no point blanketing St. Helens with everyone come and participate in Crown Green Bowling because I can already hear you guys say, no, what's Crown Green Bowling? Well, Crown Green Bowling is that little square of grass at the side maybe of a pub or a social club where some of the older boys and the older girls might uh, do a little bit of bowling. That's Crown Green Bowling. It used to be quite really, really popular maybe in the uh, 80s and 90s with all ages. Um, probably not so much now uh, because of the, maybe the invention of um, things like Sky Sports where rather than participate, we are a nation of spectators. So rather than try brand new things, we, we are uh, more likely to watch it or in some cases more likely to see it and turn it over. Again, that's another discussion for when we're talking about the uh, popularity of sport. 
Organisations also need to meet the needs of all participants. For example, if we're looking in St. Helens and a, uh, a club or a national governing body looked at the amount of people maybe who were disabled, they then could be looking at wheelchair sports. For example, wheelchair basketball, wheelchair rugby. I know St. Helens Rugby League have got massively involved with the uh, wheelchair rugby. I really respect them for that. Um, equally, it's looking at things like planning of times to suit different people. In the exam, I've noticed a, a good couple of times that you get given a question and it asks you about um, a club being on in a daytime. And uh, as always with an exam, it gives you a little bit of blurb, a um, little bit of a story. Try and ignore that. Look at the key points that the exam's asking you, that the question's asking. What the question's asking you is it gives you a user group, it maybe gives you a time, um, it gives you a type of club, and it generally asks you the question. Um, what, uh, which user group's more likely to participate in this or if you were to change this uh, to part get people to participate more how could you change the provision of it again if you have a look through some of your past papers anywhere between 2011 and 2020 100% you'll find a question very similar to that so if we're talking about the plannings of times to suit different people what we're looking at maybe is parents with small children maybe in the mid-morning after the school run equally if we're talking about people who work, so working families or single people, uh, and they, they've got a job, they're, they're in full-time employment, um, it's maybe engaging with different workplaces and putting a, an initiative on where maybe in one of the dinner times or at a break, obviously which everyone's uh, entitled to when you're working in the UK. Um, it may be putting some physical activity on in there, um, maybe a, um, uh, a sponsored walk or a cycle or... Um, where the provision is going to be met, where they could maybe bring. I know in uh, in a, a business quite close to us in a place called Kirby at um, Clark Energy, I know at uh, dinner times they have spin classes, which is awesome. It's going to keep people in, engaged, potentially then moving out of a spin class, going to maybe cycle, um, like they do with the St. Helens Striders with the running club. Things like that are ideal. It's, it's putting things in workplaces or putting things that the right kind of provision in the right kind of areas for the right kind of people. Okay, finally then we're going to talk about access. Access, what we're looking at is how we can get people there to the event, um, to the thing that you're putting on. And also, obviously with one particular user group, if we're talking about the disabled, can they actually get in um, when the... Um, when the event's on, have we got wheelchair access, have we got fully accessible facilities for these people um, so they can participate as fully as able-bodied people. If we're talking about access then we're going to talk about providing access to facilities. Um, we'd look at things like providing free buses, and wheelchair ramps, uh, hoists, for swimming pool access, this would come under providing specialist equipment. Equally, having things like sensible pricing. For example, a reduction of charges for unemployed people, one of our key user groups, and young children again, as I mentioned earlier, to another one of our key user groups. Access is really important. You could have the promotion, you could have the provision. When that pe when the people get there, when your key user groups get there, and as I said, I mentioned ago, uh, they can't get in, or um, they, um, they haven't got the money to get in there, it's all been for nothing. So we're not getting the benefits of getting people there and we're also not going to get the benefits of people there frequently. 
again for businesses for sports centers and for national governing bodies it's really good because if we can get more people there that's going to mean the potential of more finances coming into that club that sports center that national governing body uh, equally for the other people it's, it's going to raise um, the profile of the sport it's going to make uh, people kind of look at that sport and think oh that's brilliant like the, the uh, it's really really cheap to get in and participate in hockey for boys and girls so we're going to make sure our kids go there more it's uh, really really suitable for uh, all kinds of sports performers whether able-bodied or not so um that's it at the moment that's our solutions and barriers covered i uh, hope you've enjoyed this as i said uh, as always give the give us a mention in the uh, on the p instagram if you've used it if you found this helpful um until next time then appreciate it thank you